and welcome to episode 19 of the Dead Letter Movie Podcast, recorded May 7th, 2017. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're talking tonight about uh, the, the new movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, fair warning, we're, we're, we're probably going to discuss some spoilers, because we, we, we kind of have to. We usually try to avoid this sort of thing, but it, it, it there's it's just too much It's a little difficult with this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much the uh, the entire cast of the first film is back, minus uh, Lee Pace, because they killed him, but good. So we, we've got Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Bradley Cooper, and still Vin Diesel as Groot. It's uh, Okay, so in the trailers, I didn't think it sounded that much like Vin Diesel, but in this movie, I could see how it's how it's Vin Diesel and they, they messed with it. Like, I could... I can I can hear it now. Um, yeah. I didn't really hear it in the in the trailers, but I, I could hear it through the movie. They they basically did the chipmunk bit on him. Basically, and it totally works. Yeah, Baby Groot is adorable and terrifying. Yep, which is exactly how he should be. Yeah, <laughs> we we join our band of misfit heroes. They've been doing the misfit hero thing for a while, and they say familiarity breeds contempt, and it does. In the continuity, it's only like. A few, like six or so months, like it's not even quite a year since they saved the galaxy the last time. I think. Yeah, I I don't know. It's 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 weird. They haven't really been keeping too too solid, too well defined as far as timelines with. The well, movies. we know it's 2014. Um, we know that because we have the. It, this this isn't a spoiler because it's in the first ten minutes of the movie. Like it starts off in 1980 and then it says yeah, 34 yeah. years later. Which makes it 2014. Um, it does. So that's so we know that, and and I guess yeah. 2014 yeah. is when the last movie came out. Uh, yes. So yeah, that so that makes sense. We know that. So clearly they've been together for a while, and they've been saving the universe, and or what? Well, not necessarily the universe, but I mean they get hired to deal with problems. And the very beginning of the film, well, the very very beginning of the film is a prologue, but after that we have this Lisa Frank barfing space beast that they fight but they don't really focus on that instead we get the opening credits with group dancing and i think that that does a pretty good job of setting up the movie <laughs> it's like you're gonna have a fun time yeah yeah uh it, it it bears mentioning that 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 first sequence the the flashback to 1980 introduces us to a 1980 version of kurt russell who looks pretty good all things considered yeah, pretty good but doesn't really pass the sniff test I don't know. I think he does. I think before we were recording you, before we were recording, you said that it looks like they didn't linger very long on him for us to be able to like tell that that's not what he looks like. And I think oh, for the most well, part, yeah. No, I I, I I agree. Yeah, he, he he looks good, but I meant like like as a character, you, you oh, can tell. Oh, hey, oh, hey okay. hang on a second. Some something's off here. Oh, something's oh, not oh. quite right about what's going on. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, okay, sorry. No, yes, the, the, that's, that's yeah the that's the. The, the computer effect looked looked pretty good. They they were very judicious about not lingering on his face so he couldn't look too close. Mm-hmm. But for for all of that, the it's it's still pretty easy to suspend your disbelief looking at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's young Kurt Russell driving an eighties car with an eighties girl. Uh the yeah, the, the soundtrack is as much a character in this movie as it was in the first one. It's it's just as silly and just as nuts, but maybe a little bit more apropos to the to the characters and and their little little moments yeah. of development in this one than it was in the first. Yeah, I felt that the first movie had better better songs, probably um, in a in a sense of not really quality, but like in a sense of just 
you know, being a good song. Whereas the songs of this one may not be quite as stellar, but they're, I feel like they use the songs yeah, better yeah. in this movie. But it, the, 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 the reason why we have to be kind of spo- spoilery about this is because it's difficult to get to what goes on in this movie. It kind of takes a while to get going, but you don't really <laughs> that's, notice that's, it that's, for that's a true. while. Uh, they, they, they commit one of the, the cardinal sins and split the party. Yeah, kind of. They they do split the party, and it, it even takes a while for them to split the party. It feels yeah, a little, thinking little, little bit, it, yeah. Yeah, that comes at like the end of the first act or beginning of the second, depending on where where you want to draw that line. Where you want to draw that? It's oh, it's it's now that I'm realizing this. Okay, so the film is a little bit more. It's more character than conflict related this time, which is nice because I think that's something we don't get a lot in comic book movies or at least we don't get it may happen but it doesn't happen very well like if you think about all the character development that bruce wayne gets in the dark knight trilogy he kind of doesn't (laughs) so much alfred gets more than he does Uh, um i'm not saying he like i'm not saying he doesn't develop at all i mean he has some it's just not that much is all i'm saying whereas this movie has a lot going for it character development wise we learn a little bit more about the characters we they get fleshed out more as more interesting characters. And that's that's pretty cool considering how cartoony and bonkers this movie is. It's it's nice to see a, a somewhat mature way to write a character in a film that is essentially a Saturday morning cartoon on steroids. Uh, yeah, sort of. Uh, and I've, I've been using the word bonkers a lot today. Yeah, in, in yeah you've been using bonkers a lot. And I, and I just like it. You're just... You're right. It's bonkers. It's just the right word for it. I'm That's... looking for another word to use that that works as well, and I haven't got one. So I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, and I'm I'm kicking myself for that. But well, we could we could say goofy, but that doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, it doesn't quite feel right. I mean, it is goofy. I mean, there's some there there are a bunch of goofballs in space, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. There there is there is definitely some goofball humor going on here yeah. too. But there's there's a lot of stuff too that just sort of makes you cock your head and twitch one eye a little and say, what the heck is going on here? And yeah. you can't help but laugh. Yeah, Kurt Russell riding a giant space egg, I mean, is a pretty big example. Yeah, yeah, through space, no less. Through space, no less, indeed. Yeah, and there's there's lots of that kind of stuff. Getting getting into some of the, the spoiler territory here, turns out that Kurt Russell is the embodiment of Ego the Living Planet and also Peter Quill's biological father. I love that his name is Ego. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is straight out of the comics, apparently. So oh, yeah, it, it, no, 100%, is, it has yeah. been that bonkers for a long time. They, mm-hmm. they just they just ran with it. Yep. I, and more power to them because the movie works. I Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, it, it is going to draw some comparisons to, to Empire and, and has done already because it, it is kind of like that, that second Star Wars movie. You Okay, you, you get the the party split up. You've got you know your ostensibly main protagonist off here doing one thing, and then you you've got some of his buddies are are off doing this other thing, and kind of you know trapped by some scoundrels and rogues and hoodlums and what uh, have you. We even have some like Jedi training type stuff, sort of. Yeah, sort of, sort of. Yeah, there 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 are a lot of parallels here, and that's not a bad thing because. It, it's like it's got kind of the same bones, but the way it it fleshes them out is is very different, and is is still its own thing. So well, it it works. I don't think I 
I mean, I'm sure there are moments in Empire that were amusing, but I wouldn't say I ever guffawed while watching Empire. This movie is actually really funny. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. but that's one way how it's there's, fleshed there's out. There's a lot more humor to this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's amusing and, you know, chuckly parts sure. in Empire, but nothing that makes me laugh out loud, really. Yeah. And I think that this film's humor is the thing that really makes it different from everything else, from everything else in the Marvel universe. I mean, it's, it's not like those other movies aren't funny in their way, but that's kind of their trademark thing is that they're goofballs in space dealing with bonkers situations. Of course, they're going to be funny. And it's not afraid to be silly and bizarre and weird. There's, there's a weird little sort of interstitial scenes where we've, we've got, uh, Rocket and Groot and Yondu and one of his lackeys uh, you know, jumping through hyperspace or something and then passing by all these planets along the way. But they they do this weird cartoony thing with the, the look of what happens to them while they're doing that. And they, they don't really linger on it. And they, they, they cut back to it a couple of times while other stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like it, it embraces its cartoon silliness. And I yeah. think I think that's and it's it's th- things like that 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 show it. Well, just imagine how cruddy these mo- this movie would be if it was really serious. Um, yeah, this this wouldn't really work at all if it if it was played totally dramatic because most of what's been done here has been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you mentioned Oedipus. Yeah, there's, oh, there's yeah. a little bit of that. There's, oh, I mean, a like, bit of that going it's like on. Not, it's not the whole part of Oedipus, just like no, there's, no, there's but there's there's, there's a little bit of that, a little bit of Hamlet. Yeah, a little bit of a, a little of, Gnostic is the word I want to use, but that's not really. I don't think that's actually correct. But there's a it's a divinity human thing that is often associated with that kind of branch of thinking, but it's not really that. But there's that kind of stuff going on too. There's some yeah. There's some deep stuff kind of because of that. It has some interesting literature things about it because of that um but it's still kind of silly about it at the same time which makes it less pretentious um <laughs> yeah if if this movie came off pretentious it it wouldn't work at all Be- before we recorded we talked about this this movie does kind of feel a little long mm-hmm. although i didn't really feel that while i was watching it i sort of came out of it afterwards and was then sort of able to articulate the thought that this movie felt really long. But I also think part of that is the fact that when you go see a movie now, there's like 30 minutes of stuff before the movie. So I think that's, so that I'll say that caveat that maybe there's that. Um, I did, however, have a moment in the middle of the movie that I was like, this needs to get going. <laughs> um, like this probably hasn't quite. I feel like the engine hasn't quite started revving yet. Like, or it's been revving and it hasn't really gone yet. And yeah, yeah, like we're we're in second gear, coasting down a hill. Mm-hmm. And the climax of the film is very long, but like you said, you don't really notice it until you leave the theater. Yeah, that's that's something like the film, I think, is like is some chunk of time over two hours. And I think if they had gotten it closer to the, to just the two hour mark, it might have been better. But I'm also willing to admit that it could just be that I had been in the theater for an extra 30 minutes beforehand. So I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's a little bit better. Than that. I also I also lamented the fact that every trailer I had before had a slow motion action sequence. So every slow motion action sequence in this film was annoying to me at that point. So maybe when I see it. See it on DVD or Blu-ray later. It won't that won't bother me as much. So yeah, that's 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 a real thing. 
but it's a it's a real thing is the, <laughs> it is. the problem uh, yeah yeah i mean e- even sitting through you know 10 15 minutes of trailers before a movie it's even if, if you enjoy those it's like yeah okay that that will tend to have worn you down just a little bit but no i mean no i'm kidding it's not really that <laughs> kind of uh yeah yeah slightly you, you you did mention the the climax and when when that did get started it didn't really let up no it didn't it just... until until the end of the movie but it did kind of keep going i never felt like it dragged uh, yeah it's the but, thing i don't know if it dragged but yeah i i felt like the start of the climax came a, a significant span of time before the end of it exactly like you you don't feel like it's taking so long as it does which is which is you know admirable in a in a sense that's good editing in a sense that there's always something is keeping you involved in it but then after it's done you're like why did that take that long <laughs> yeah yeah so you talked about that was one of your bigger qualms with the movie yeah. is, is you know some some of these things felt too long and the movie as a whole maybe should have been shorter mm-hmm. i'm i'm not sure i agree with you 100% but i i absolutely get where you're coming from yeah uh, one one of my quibbles is that um, here's here's another spoiler. Uh, Ego is the villain. He's mm-hmm. the bad guy. But we don't get that reveal until you know, basically right up until the the, the climax starts. Well, you kind once of that, once that happens, everything just starts blowing up. Well, you have kind of an icky feeling. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you kind... th- yeah. Didn't didn't pass the sniff test at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it doesn't quite get. I don't know. Like you're aware that something's going on, but you don't know to what extent until about then. Right. And, and that kind of I don't. Uh, on one hand, I feel like it it should be hurting the movie, but it kind of helps it at the same time because it makes his villainy a little bit more interesting than. Uh, okay, now I've had a problem with a lot of the the Marvel villains. Um, you apparently haven't as much, but I felt like by kind of holding off that it made his villainy a little bit more interesting because a lot of them i feel like with the exception of like loki like you know like red skull who should be more interesting than he is isn't uh, ronin is extremely lacking depth like those kind of yeah things. yeah like a lot that. of the marvel villains are like totally missing something interesting about them like they have like they're just they don't quite have like or the whoever the villain like i don't even remember the villain of uh, of civil war really it's that guy from from Ingl- from inglorious bastards but like <laughs> like that's i know i don't know his name i don't remember what his whole thing was i mean like he's like but he was the villain he was the guy that got things going the way they went i i felt like he was more of a catalyst than than the proper villain well no no he is a catalyst instead of a proper villain but that's the problem he's like the, he should be the proper villain but he's not um, they play him up like he's going to be the proper one, and then he isn't. I, I kind of felt like that was an interesting take, like that made him more human, like he wasn't just a you know big mustache-twirling villain. Well, that's the other thing. Which, is like, there's a lot of mustache-twirling in their villains as well. There, there's, there's been a fair bit, and I I won't deny that, but yeah. I feel like the, the villains as characters, mostly with a couple of exceptions, are reasonably intelligent, not like, you know, Super above average, like they're they're not on a level with like Tony Stark's smarts or anything mm-hmm. necessarily, but they think things through. Yes, and yeah. I feel like Kurt Russell in this movie really hasn't, and he has literally had all of eternity to think about it, and hasn't really worked out what the end game is going to mean. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like I see where you're coming from there. Like uh, before we recorded, we talked like at length about how we took a specific part of the movie. And even though we've been kind of spoiler for this, I don't want to really get into that because I want you to draw your own conclusions for that. And and I think you're I think you're right that he probably should think things through. You'd think he'd think things through better. That part doesn't bother me as much as, as it does you, but I think I don't think you're wrong though. Is the thing? No, um, it, it it didn't bother me that much, but it is yeah. something that stuck out enough for me to to say, hey, this this is something that occurred to me, and mm-hmm. the more I think about it, yeah, that's kind of a problem. It doesn't break the movie at all. No, none of these problems break the movie. Nothing ever like nothing makes the movie bad. That's that's the thing, and I think part of the the thing that would make it it would make the movie bad if they didn't have so much stuff about the characters. They did if they hadn't developed the characters very well, then yeah, yeah. then that stuff would have made the movie bad. That's a pretty smart thing that they did. Yeah, so there's there's plenty of, you know, cartoon-ish violence and and lots of action and explosions and everything you expect from a comic book-based summer blockbuster type film. But it it does the emotional beats very very well. Those pretty much all land solidly and I, I I think that is the the real strength of this film well and that's because and that's because they developed the characters so well that those emotional beats work um, yeah. if that wasn't if they hadn't done that development those emotional beats would have just been like am I supposed to feel something right now but instead like oh I do feel something so that's yeah. that's pretty cool and uh, there's something the cartoonish violence is something that I like about James Gunn's other filmography. Um, he has two other movies, um, Super and Slither, that also have a fair amount of cartoon violence, but they often they often deal with it in a kind of dark manner. And I feel like this movie doesn't get as dark as those two movies, but it does have this degree of darkness to it in that we see a bunch... We, there's a lot more corpses in this movie than there has been in any other Marvel movie. <laughs> I don't think there's as much death as there are in other Marvel movies. Like, I think Age of Ultron may have the biggest one, though. Apparently, the original Guardians of the Galaxy had a pretty big death count, too. We just didn't see the aftermath or corpses. And this one does have a fair amount of corpses. Yeah. So, yeah, all, all of that, we it's, it's not without its problems, but I didn't really recognize most of those to a point where I could talk about them coherently during the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I had to spend time thinking about it afterward. I had a great time pretty much the entire runtime of this film. Me too. So for, for, for all of its little quibbles, the movie's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's, it's the start of the summer movie season, and I think we're off to a good start. We'll see if anything else can live up to this. I'm, I'm cynical about this and expect it's probably not <laughs> going to be much better, but Tim, Tim has hope. So. I'm, I'm less pessimistic. Let's, let's let's say it that way. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I think this is a high bar, but I, I think there will probably be some other worthwhile, fun movies to see in the the coming two, three, four months. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give this one an A minus. A minus. I was going to give it a pretty solid a solid B. I think um, it's all it's pretty close to a B plus. Um, if it didn't, if it was a little tighter, I think I'd be a little bit more willing to give it the B plus, but it's a, it's really fun. That's the other thing. Like it's totally worth seeing in the movie. Like it's, oh, sorry, yeah. it's totally worth seeing in the, in the theater. It's yeah. You should go spend the money and see this. So that's guardians of the galaxy volume two. Uh, we'll be back soon with more movies. We're probably both going to end up seeing alien. I think probably, I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've been burned too much by Ridley Scott. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, we have a whole podcast about that, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we should. Uh, no, we have. No, we have the, the failure podcast kind of talk about what <laughs> well, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah there, there, there is that. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, look for us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Letter Movies. Uh, on Twitter at Dead Letter Movies, singular, because of... Uh, character length restrictions. So if you like what you hear, drop us a line any of those places. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye!